huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to this audio and video disruptive entrepreneur caffeine cast, which means it's shorter, sharper and faster than some of my longer episodes. Now, I want to give you a bit of a warning. Uh, We all have this confirmation bias. We're looking to all make true what we believe. Why do we all think that our mum's lasagna is the best? We don't know because we haven't tried every other mum's lasagna. So, I want you to be very aware in your business of what I call vanity metrics. I'll give you a load of examples, short, sharp, fast, that maybe you can look into in your own business. So the number of likes you have is a vanity metric because apparently up to 97% of the likes you have on your Facebook page, they like your page and then they fuck off and then they never come back to your page again. So they might have liked it, but they're not watching your videos, they're not interacting with your posts. So what are the real metrics? Well, you could say that maybe the number of interactions are, uh, you know, a good metric. But then if everyone's just going, hi, Rob, hi, Rob, hi, Rob, hi, Rob, moi, Rob, hi, Rob, you know, and all that, and sending you a smiley face emoji or whatever, that might be a vanity metric. So you could say, well, maybe the number of views on my videos, that's, you know, a a more in-depth metric. But then, uh, apparently, if, if you're three seconds into a Facebook video, then that's deemed as a view. So if I've done a half an hour video, a three second view, whoa, look at me. No, so, so then it would be, you'd look at the data and look how far in people are in your videos. If you look at your video data, for example, you'll see this sort of, um, what do you call it? It's a bit of an ebb and flow, if you like, peaks and troughs. Uh, And you want to look at the video data and look at where the peaks of people are and then when they go off. So maybe you said something or you went over a certain time where people are like disengaged. So, you know, the number of staff you have in your office and in your business is a vanity metric because a better metric is revenue per head. You know, I I studied a lot of revenue per head um, data for my new book money. And, um, you know, some of the tech companies have revenue per heads of millions of pounds. And then maybe some old manufacturing industries might have revenue per heads of less than £100,000 or less than £50,000, in which case you've got a lot of wastage. So your revenue per head is a much better metric than the number of staff you have. You know, if you look at your content that you're producing, the amount of shares is probably a good metric because if it's getting shared a lot, 
then people don't just like it, they feel comfortable and confident to promote it to their friends and family. Family Number of reviews is a vanity metric because obviously, you know, people could game the review system or you could get just a lot of five stars with no critical acclaim. So actually the quality of your reviews is a better metric. Turnover in a lot of ways is a vanity metric. Now it depends on your business growth plans and if you're going for market share, you might be you might be prepared to sacrifice a little bit of profit margin for growth for market share etc. But ultimately, your net profit margin, you know they say that turnover is vanity and profit is sanity. So where in your business and your life are you deluding yourself with these vanity metrics because we all do it because we all have the my mum's lasagna is the best. Um, and in fact, I'm hoping that mum's cooking it tonight, <laughs> that, you know, we all have this confirmation bias. So I run events businesses and often what you get is bookings to your event. That's a vanity metric because I know some people that get a, a 12% show up rate to their event. Now, sometimes we'll get a 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95% show up rate. What if we get a 30% show up rate? Then clearly the registration and the booking for the event wasn't very sticky. So you're looking at show up percentage rather than booking. And then what you're looking at is the revenue per uh, delegate. So, you know, if you, if you run a, a fairly low cost event and your model is to deliver value and then make your sales later, the, you, you know, you need to increase your revenue per head. So that becomes a better metric. But then you could say, well, actually revenue per head isn't the, the full story because maybe 20% of people spend 5,000 pounds and 80% people say nothing. So actually the sanity metrics are, how do I find more of those 20% people? Where did those leads come from? And how do I stop spending on attracting the 80%? How many pages are in your book? And the length of your book is a vanity metric because who moved my cheese? is a very, very short book. Richest Man in Babylon is a very, very short book. But those books have sold millions and millions and millions of copies. Um, so I, I, I can't tell you every single metric in your business that, um, that you can measure, but there are some examples. So what I think is a good exercise for you to do is to go through your business and look at what key performance indicators you're tracking. Now, most people aren't tracking any, any. And when you're not tracking any, you just have no idea if what you're doing is useful. So do you know how many calls an hour your staff are supposed to make or calls per day? Um, you know, we target 60 calls per day for our bookings team. It, that's a good target to have because at least we're getting the call volume up. But that could be a vanity metric. How long are they spending on each call? Because if they're doing 61 minute calls and getting 30 answer phone messages and then 31 minute conversations and in the seven and a half hours they're doing admin, that's a vanity metric. Um, you know, the times of the day that they should call, if they call eight to nine in the morning, they'll probably get twice as many responses. So, so just go through your business, set up all your KPIs, show up rates at events, spend per customer, lifetime client value as, a, um, as an amount and as a time frame. You know, your um, revenue per staff member, I think that's a really great metric. The amount of average sick days that your staff have a year because, you know, that's a good gauge of um, engagement of your team. Your net promoter score, i.e. the score that your clients give you, um, you know, out of 10 for quality of doing business with you. And then your internal net promoter score of how happy your staff are, your um, percentage uh, retainment of staff. Um, you know, so maybe you retain 85% of your staff from last year, 
all of these metrics uh, must be tracked. And then once you've got your layer one of metrics or your level one, what you'll find is some of them are vanity because they're only tracking superficial things and they're actually not giving you the real depth of data and intuition you need. Now, um, I've been tracking KPIs in our business for about seven years and I didn't for the first three years and I should have done, but I was just too busy being busy. Now, the great thing about having really good KPIs and non-vanity metrics, um, you know, the amount of people out there that buy likes or buy views or whatever, you know, like just how many likes and views, you know, like I'm always looking at people who've got more likes and views and shares and thinking, ah, you know, what am I doing wrong? But the reality is a lot of that is vanity. You know, like you could have 20,000 people following you and you could have six, 10, 15,000 views per video and you could have, I don't know, 100 comments and 40 shares and that's great. And then you could have someone with a million followers and one like. Okay, so back to these KPIs then. Um, a lot of people think that as an innovator and an entrepreneur, that you, know, you need to come up with all the ideas and you need to be creative and you've got to solve all the problems. Um, I have found the most creative fuel in my business is reading the KPIs, not the vanity metrics, but the real metrics. Because if I'm uninspired for the idea that's gonna solve my problem, which by the way, a lot of the time you are because you created the problem in your business because you are the founder of the business, and it is said that the thinking that created the problem can't transcend the problem because you're trying to look at the same capacity. So you need to look in a different way. So I get weekly KPI reports, weekly revenue reports, weekly event reports, and I always read them all, brand reports, marketing reports. And I always find hidden in plain sight. I mean, this is so simple that it's so profound. Looking at all the reports, metrics and KPIs, I'm like, ah, oh, look at that event. Why did that have an 80% show up? Ah, look at that event. Why did that have a 30% show up? Why do we get 30% show up in August? And why do we get 75% show up in January? If that's the case, shouldn't I be doing more events in January and less events in August? Um, should I, could I be giving my staff more holidays in August because not much goes on in August? Ah, okay. And that means we can give them an extra week's holiday compared to the other employers because we don't need them there in August twiddling their thumbs. And then you make better business decisions and these compound over time. So if you want to be creative, disruptive, if you want to be full of ideas, measure all the key metrics in your business, read them and look at, ah, because you'll, you'll just look at something and go, why is that? And then your brain will start trying to, you know, find the problem and then find the solution. Uh, and the solution feeds back into the metrics so that you get more efficient, more lean and more profitable. So nine minutes and 27 seconds. That is a caffeine cast if ever I've done one. A nice short, sharp video. Thanks for tuning in if you're live. Thanks for listening if you're listening on the podcast. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Thank you for grabbing my book money, for reading it, for review, listening to it reviewing it. I'm blown away by the response. So I just want to say thank you for that. And if you're not already in the disruptive entrepreneurs community, what are you doing? We have more than a million listeners in 174 countries and six and a half thousand of you are in the disruptive entrepreneurs community. Where are the rest of you? What are you doing? Get in the community, come and engage with us, come and share your stories, come and continue the debates, come and ask me questions personally. I spent an hour this morning about 6am going through and asking, answering questions on a thread about writing your book. So that's what I'm here for. So you can get a lot more of me in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. Just search it in Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.